Hey, welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers podcast, where in Ask Terry Anything, there's a nod to the Oscars. Hello, peoples. I wonder how many of y'all watched the Oscars last night. I am probably going to shock some of my uh, friends and or family um, in that I am not an Oscar faithful watcher. I, first of all, this is an Ask Terry Anything episode, and I have, um, as I receive questions for Ask Terry Anything, I collect them and kind of sort them according to an episode that I might want to put together. And so in some of the previous questions that have been sent in, I don't think I've answered any of these, but the ones that I've collected today are in honor of film or actors or things of that nature, kind of to give a nod to um, the Oscars. But in thinking about what I was going to do today, I was not really sure whether I wanted to mention that or not, because I don't want it to be a knock against the Oscars. I really do love and appreciate people being honored for what they do. One is I have such a hard time making a decision. And I am not, of course, in any position to make those decisions. But I just always vacillate because I can see things and everything that might have, you know, had something stronger than another film or or whatever. So I'm always in a constant sort of mental debate over winners and the non-winners. I also get a little bit of anxious watching. um, And and they return to that somewhat this year. But um, watching those in the audience as they the camera comes on them and once they've been nominated and I um, I don't know. I don't like people to lose, I guess. I I am. I want to root, root, root for people. I do. I always have been that way. So I, though I love people to get recognition, I also have the backside of water where I uh, don't care for seeing someone have that momentary um disappointment. So that's part of it. I'm not really big on um, award shows for that, not just the Oscars. I am curious though. So like a lot of times I'll stay tuned on another channel or another project and I'll check in. Um, I, I, you know, the film industry, hmm, it is, um, just, you know, it's a it's a powerful entity because it's presenting to us these two-ish hour um, moments capturing life and a story from multiple angles, but always affecting us, you know? So like the power of a story is intense and I just um, appreciate it so much in a way though that doesn't really register on the Hollywood-ish scene. I've never really been into that. I can hardly ever remember names of actors. I don't, 
I just am not wired that way. I, uh, but, but I deeply appreciate it. But some of the questions that um, came in for me, just because of my career as an actress, I thought might have a warmth to them, um, given that, you know, we just had, um, had the Oscars. So this really isn't necessarily a podcast about the Oscars, but just kind of uh, giving a nod to the whole process. I'm tickled for everyone that won. I root for everyone that didn't. I think about um, Nomadland. I saw it. I loved it. Uh, but I just, I, again, like I said, I can think of, um, I look at the scope and I can't necessarily ever be in a position, I don't think, just because of my nature to have a slam down agreement with, oh my gosh, that had to have won once in a while. And I definitely think it was deserving. Um, but I, the, some of the questions that came to me um, have to do with me personally, but they also tell a story I think that I can um, shed light on my feelings about entertainers. And I did get a question um, that came in a while back that I've just kind of been saving. I don't think I touched on this is what actor or, or entertainer makes you laugh. And I do believe that I have shared a little bit about my love affair with Lucille Ball. Um, recently, my mom was just telling me that, you know, she'd had some reading and things about her and how she wasn't so pleasant as a person. Um, and I just like, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Because I, I, I think when I was little, I used to watch her and I mean, you know, little, little, um, and there was just a connection with her, her face and her timing and a gut thing. And here's my thought on timing. And I was told this many, many years ago that you, you know, you can't teach timing. Timing is, you might be able to lead someone there or give an example of it, but you really can't teach it. It's there. It's in you. It's a rhythm. It's part of who you are. You might be able to discover your own timing, but um, she just had this gift of of timing. And yes, she had a way about her that, you know, you kind of saw in almost everything that she did, but that's who she was as, as, a, um, as a comedian. But the joy that she gave me, <laughs> I mean, I can, I, 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 uh, you know, watched her so much as a little girl, but then there were periods of time. I remember one time my family moved and we couldn't get cable hooked up. Um, there was some issue and we had to go for quite a while. I think it wasn't even like the home was in a little bit of a remote area or a different, you know, new developed area. And I have a feeling it wasn't even out there yet, but so it was like a month before we got it. And, um, and we watched, uh, I love Lucy episodes like over and over and over again. So I have a catalog of them in my head. And oftentimes something in life will make me go, you know, that's when Lucy, <laughs> um, and I refer to her so much, but those, those moments where she got in a predicament and um I, I I they made me belly laugh and actually even sometimes not belly laugh I have to say I'm probably not a uh overall belly laugher but when I laugh it's loud I have 
had people move at intermission in the theater before because I was behind them, which, you know, makes you feel great. But or in the movie theater. And I've been shushed even by, you know, kind of loved ones who think, oh, wait, 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 go on, I can be quiet a little bit. I just have a really big explosive laugh. But I think sometimes the kind of laughter that I appreciate is not necessarily always the belly laugh. It's just the catching something and hitting my, um, my funny bone. So I definitely think that Lucy makes me laugh, but also, um, I, you know, there's some people in my personal life. I think I've told you Ben Tyler, um, makes me laugh. He just has, um, a way about him and a sense of his sense of humor is so, um, dry and unique and off um, the, I want to say off the beaten path, but, um, I mean, it's not necessarily quirky. It's just this honest, straightforward rhythm that he has that no matter what he says, it's just the way he crafts something and it will definitely, definitely make me belly laugh. (laughs) Oh, uh, thank you, Ben Tyler, if you happen to um, be listening. I also am a, um, Eddie Murphy is someone, even though he, for my personal taste, um, he can be a little on the blue side for me, but um, he, uh, he has, again, that, that, rhythm and the folks from Saturday Night Live even back in the day you know when I was younger and they were the the old school Saturday Night Live they had um uh some great great people on there that I loved I I uh wouldn't say that I modeled anything that I do after them but I do think think that they affected me in terms of my comedy not like Lucy also I, I can't go very far without saying Carol Burnett um, the sketch comedy part of Carol Burnett really is in my bloodstream I think she um, because my comedy that I write is character driven and um, and sketch ishy oriented so um, I I take a, a lot away from her. Um, the, those those two women, Lucy and and Carol, I kind of wonder if they had not been part of my life that I if I hadn't taken them in, how would I be affected in my life as just an individual? Not to mention um, a performer. Pro- probably, you know, there'd be a, a, a vast absence, I think, of some things. My dad and my mom uh, both were funny. My dad were, my mom's still here and still funny. Um, funny people growing up. Um, so I think that, and my brother's very funny. So I think that the funny bone is in us. But those two ladies, I'm going to say, make me laugh regularly and always have the other one that makes me laugh um and and, you know I mentioned Eddie Murphy but the other one that makes me laugh is Chris Farley God rest his soul yeah that's another topic for another day just sad that he's not with us but 
um, I'll tell you why. It might not always be that the the uh, the brilliance of any kind of material because I don't even think I look at that. I mean, there are some comedians who are just brilliant. They write brilliantly, and they, um, you know, you have you got to keep your head in the game, which I love as well. But Chris, um, the thing about him is that he was in it, and I think that's what makes my funny bone get tickled is watching someone in it. They're not doing anything. They are in it. He was so committed. I think of the sketch um, he did with Patrick Swayze. I think they were at some kind of male dance club auditioning for it. And of course, he carrying extra weight um, came out without a shirt and Patrick Swayze was chiseled and um, they both were, you know, in their jeans and auditioning. And the, the sincerity of Chris in that took what was a funny scenario, but just for me, I could wet my pants over and over watching that because he was just so committed. And uh, when he was a talk show host, I think that's what he was in interviewing uh, Paul McCartney and he would say member when member just the commitment level just tickled me so much so I know for myself as a performer um, if I don't feel that I have yet arrived to where I'm in it I'm nervous because or that I've made a choice to be in it because then I feel I'm just dancing around the boundary lines of really knocking something out of the park so those um, those folks make me laugh. And there's a bunch more, really. You know, I mean, I could go on and on, but I didn't want, I felt like I was getting long-winded. What? That I, 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 I may have been long-winded? Don't say that. No. No, that's funny. Okay, so then um, I did get a question about... Uh, what were my favorite movies as a child? I could go, you know, I've been thinking about my fav- favorite movies as an adult just because I uh, saw some stuff on Facebook that people were asking about um, movies. And uh, I, sometimes I can draw a blank when it comes to that, when you I'm asked point, point blank, particularly in my adulthood. But as a child, um <laughs> Mm, and it's the feelings surrounding them. It, the Wizard of Oz. I know that they played the Wizard of Oz in the spring in California on a Sunday evening. And we used to, uh, being raised Baptist, go to church on Sunday morning. And then you went back at night on Sunday night. It was earlier. So you got out at a decent time. And it seemed like it started at it could have been six, maybe as late as seven, probably six, because if you were in school and grade school, they would want you to get to bed early. But um, so it was once a year at that time. And oh, my goodness. I don't know. Glenda, the good witch, the story, the family of actors that just every year coming back to that, the family of characters actually is what I meant to say. Um, that took that journey on the yellow brick road. I just got chill bumps saying it on the yellow brick mo- brick road. Um, it made 
my imagination uh, engage and I felt all sorts of things in that movie as a little kid. I felt hope. I felt comforted. I felt fear, anxiety, um, warmth at the change and the the love and the compassion that developed between um, Dorothy and the Tin Man and the Lion. And uh, I don't know. I really, really, really love that movie. Now I'm getting all sentimental. But see, that's what movies do to us. They put us in a place that uh, really affect us on a on a human level. I know they're entertainment and that's such a broad term, but I, um, anyway, that's one of the movies that I love. And I also loved as a child, 101 Dalmatian. I love that movie. I remember being little, little, seeing it. I feel like my grandma was with us, me, my mom, and my grandma. Um, I also remember as a child seeing Jaws, Jaws, uh, and my friend, I went with my friend, Kelly Cash, shout out to Kelly Cash. And we sat in the front row. Um, I'm not sure if that's because she wanted to sit there or if that was really all the places left by the time we got there, but we sat in the front row and it was just like enormous teeth. And, um, and it did, it did scare me. I have a thing about scary movies and I've always loved to be scared. Um, I, those were my kind of movies, not necessarily gross, scary, but suspenseful and thrillers and things of that nature. Um, they grabbed my attention. I have such a crazy, fast moving mind that if it didn't grab me like that, I often couldn't pay attention. So I had to almost be scared enough to stay in the game. But um, then I I don't like them anymore. <laughs> Something changed. I, I can note really when it did happen, not to take this conversation in a different turn, but it happened when I lost my first husband, Jim. I think going through that kind of uh, loss that was super painful and a lot came with that during that time. It was not only the death, which was, you know, intense, but just a lot of change in me and, and things in me and looking at myself and fears that came up. I just didn't want to do that to myself anymore with the scary movies. I felt like, okay, I've had enough. I've had enough of kind of scary things. So I just am not into that that much anymore. If I do find myself watching one, I always, this is so true. It helps. I put my hand in front of my face and I open my fingers and I just look just a little bit. It's like that, you know, screen that helped that sieve that helps um, the fear factor. But um, I know that Jaws really did kind of freak me out and and scare me. But here's so if it wasn't something that scared me, the other option was and 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 remains to really make me laugh. And um, you know, there's a lot of movies that are funny and have funny things in them, but not a, for me, not a lot of movies that really make me laugh. And I'm not sure what the combination is. Um, I'm probably way more simple 
than um than not but what about bob with bill murray oh my goodness i think bill murray made me laugh so much in that movie that um he was i wanted him to be my boyfriend he uh, if you haven't seen the movie, um, I don't want to spoil it for you. Got to go look it up. You know, it's really hard to find. So I hope that you can, um, get a hold of it. But his, um, quest for, uh, conquering, maybe that's it <laughs> for conquering some mental health challenges, maybe some, um, baby steps towards mental health. Maybe that's really what resonated with me, but he, um, again, so committed. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that? Like undoubtedly in it. I mean, there are, there are ways to act and to be funny where you still, uh, can feel, I think a separation from someone where they're really skilled at what they're skilled at what they're doing, but, um, they haven't lost themselves in it. And, and I, I think even those performances still are really good in moving because a lot of it matters on on how we receive something. But the, the ones I'm talking about are, are, are like, you know, the um, Chris Farley and the um, Bill Murray performances where they're just immersed. And um, I don't know, that movie made me laugh so much. I am also, um, those are ones from more, I guess, quote, I think I was an adult by the time I watched, um, yeah, I was <laughs> by the time, I just think it was my child in inner child that liked it. But, uh, um, that the, uh, the, um, what did I just say it was called? Let's see. I'm getting old. Um, what about Bob? Um, but, uh, the the movies of my adult life, I'm glad that the question was what were they about my childhood because those are so much more vivid. The movies that I would appreciate about my adult life uh, in my adult life, I think um, uh, I have a harder time calling them out for the same reasons that I have a um, a harder time choosing someone that's better at something than another. I think I... Um, and probably thinking too much though. There's many that, um, that I love and recently, uh, a handful that I've seen, but I was getting ready to say, um, that I, I like documentaries too. I like the retelling of, of a true story, uh, that anchors me and wow, this is a real thing. And I love hearing someone bring, that truth to life. So I'm a documentary fan as well. Um, I guess, I don't know if that's the only way you would describe a documentary, but that's how I see it. I, I never really desired to have an Oscar. I don't think, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I observe it the whole business of the Academy Awards like anybody would. I don't necessarily see myself in that um, arena, even though that's what I've done for a living, not particularly film, but I mean, just as an actress. I know that I was recognized um, 
a handful of times here in the state of Arizona with the um, Arizona Awards, the Zoni Awards. Um, but, um, and, and accepting the, uh, accepting a win was, uh, you know, truly for me, no joke, humbling and, um, very, I was very grateful, but I do kind of wonder when so much of the business is, is resting on things like people coming to see the movie or purchase the movie streaming online or what have you that the money portion of it how much that weighs and rests on the process and even plays into the reaction or the response to the one that is awarded it has to all go in the mix and that's the part for me that I just sort of separate from I think um, not that I'm a purist per se because that paints a kind of picture that I don't really know is me either but I guess I'm simple <laughs> uh, simpleton perhaps when it comes to that and on the and on the um, mildly disinterested side too I am just not a movie buff, but I love people who are. I love to learn from people who are and hear from people who are, but I, it's not necessarily um, me for certain. The, those that are in the movies, you know, my, my thought this morning when someone was asking me um, in the, these questions that I get there was you know some old ones that I think I've addressed before like who would play you and I said Drew Barrymore um and I love her by the way but I I really am super interested in in people living breathing people sitting down with them and asking questions not unlike what Drew is doing now with her show but so though I love being an actress, don't get me wrong, I love that part of my life and I love that I get to tap into what I do believe are gifts that were given to me, particularly with a comedic bent, but not solely. I just feel very honored I get to do that. But I think what flips my switch the most is that still falls in an entertainment category because we put it out there for entertainment is um, sitting across from someone or even on this podcast or what have you and asking questions. I mean, it is like gasoline on my fire. It just lights things up. So um, I, I guess I revere that. Like I do look at an Oprah Winfrey and appreciate her ability to be able to um, nudge people gently to a place of being comfortable where they're able to talk about themselves and share and open up. I remember back in the day watching Phil Donahue too. I think he was skilled at it as well. Um, so those folks, though I wasn't asked that question, those folks are inspiring to me um and uh I would appreciate 
I, I do appreciate the effect that they have on my life. Like, I think I've told this story before when I first started the podcast. My grandma and I spent time with her a lot in the afternoons because my mom worked and my dad as well. And um, she liked to watch her stories, which, of course, you know, are soap operas. And then also in the afternoon, there were talk shows and um, Mike Douglas the Mike Douglas, I'm aging myself here, but dating myself, not aging myself. Um, Mike Douglas show, um, Phil Donahue. Um, um, oh, shoot. She left my brain. Dinosaur. Dinosaur show. And uh, that whole vibe of visiting with someone is was my thing and is my thing and still remains my thing. So they, um, I know they get awarded for things too, but I just like everybody to have a fair nod. That's sort of what I'm all about. I know, kind of cheesy. Oh, well, that's me, folks. Cheeseball Terry. Did I say cheeseball? Now I'm hungry. I do love a good cheeseball. Um, I love cheese. Where has this podcast gone? It ran away. It ran away. Um, it rolled away. It rolled away with the cheese ball. I am going to say goodbye here soon. I think that this has been a wonderful time reminiscing um, about movies. Congratulations to all those that were... Um, awarded their Academy Award. And thank you for continuing to ask me questions. Send some more in. I have some still, but send them in, y'all. Um, send me something on Facebook or on um, Instagram or email it to me, terrysummers at gmail.com. And I will put your question on this podcast. Ask Terry anything. Whew, <laughs>